0: Welcome back to another episode of this film not rated, a branch of the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we try oh, man, to. Man, my not alarm's rate... going
1: off. <laughs>
0: <sighs> where we try to not write movies, <laughs> and not disrupt the stream or the the podcast with phone yeah. alarms.
1: It's a great success.
0: It's a great success. Uh, I am Curtis. Uh, I'm Eric. And this week we have another special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: I am Matthew Fox, and I'm part of the Drive-In Network. Eric and I uh, look at—we uh, actually give our our true feelings about all the movies we look at on this week at the movies—and then uh, also part of the North American Film Critics Association with Ricky, and spend a lot of time, sadly, watching Denver Bronco games. Mm, that's tragic.
0: You know, uh, we we have a a little mission on this uh, on the show to. Uh try to prove that you can be objective about films, that it's not that hard. But uh, it, as it turns out, it, 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 it is kind of hard in, in the many, many episodes that we've done. We've never been able to fully be objective about a single film. Maybe today will be different. Uh, but Matthew, what, what movie are we talking about today?
2: Megan. Megan is about a young girl who loses her parents and is sent to live with her aunt. And that aunt works at, uh, for a toy company, but she's really kind of a robotics engineer. And instead of trying to become a parent to her niece, she instead invents a uh, AI little robot uh, that can do all those menial tasks of parenting for her and uh, predictably things don't turn out as she
0: expected. Well then, are you ready to go through the gauntlet?
2: I am indeed.
0: All right, let's get this started then. So Matthew, is Megan? A good or bad movie?
2: You know, um... I think objectively, um... There's no way to answer that question. Without. uh, But you have to try. I think uh, based on um, the summation of the movie provided in the marketing materials, it achieves what someone who watched those marketing materials would have expected to see.
0: Eric?
1: I'm I'm gonna let that one go. I feel like in retrospect we could be like, oh well, we can't speak to someone else's expectations, but I've seen I've seen an overwhelming majority of people endorse that opinion that the trailer reflects the experience of watching yeah. the movie, and I'm, it, we'll go a bit further yeah, on that in the bit. So
0: it reflects my opinion, but I, I'm not everyone else. But let's just say well, I'm just gonna say
1: one. off the and this is like an easy way for this for people in the future is like the majority of opinions reflect that notion that you've seen. So (laughs) that that'll be that.
0: All right. Question two. What's the best scene in Megan?
2: You know, I thought about how to answer this and in the screening, I attended the scene that got the largest reaction from the audience was when Megan is dancing in the hallway.
0: Okay. What should be cut from the movie?
2: In general, horror films that run 90 minutes or less seem to have a higher rating than films that tend to run more than 90 minutes. Megan runs
0: 112 minutes.
1: Mm -hmm. But how's that question worded, Curtis? Curtis?
0: What's the best scene? Oh, sorry, what should be cut?
1: What you... would you cut to get that down?
0: Yeah. About
2: twenty minutes. What specifically <laughs> would you cut?
1: I think he I think he's got that one. I think that's <laughs> I think that's fair.
0: All right.
1: We won't let you get away with that with what was add
0: to the movie. Mm-hmm.
1: But as far yeah. as cut, that's
0: <laughs> so who's the best actor in Megan?
2: I think uh, the actor that seemed to get the best reaction from those in the screening I attended is the uh, combination of performers that played Megan.
1: Is it a combination of performers?
2: there is a um if you look at the credits for the film there is an older actress listed as a who vo- as being a voice and there is a younger actress that i believe was a stand-in for the physical appearance
1: okay i was curious about that because i felt like particularly in the third act i know this is not the time to be saying any of this mm-hmm. uh that the voice was changing between different voices and stuff like that anyways okay so best audio the the, the the most so i will just
2: reaction. say on the official uh listing jenna davis is credited as megan voice and amy donald is credited as megan
1: and these two actors got the most reaction out of the theater that you were
0: hmm how do you measure that?
1: Well, I you, know, you could go into probably like like applause what does most reaction mean? but uh, okay, got the most there, applause. There was
2: applause. I went to a screening um, middle of Saturday afternoon. So wow, it was seventy five percent. Okay,
1: fail. well then I got to give you that. Like that's the time to get a test audience to do a thing. Okay. Okay. Alright. All right. Well, you're uh, getting buzzed on the next one no matter what, because it's not fair, so go ahead.
0: Who's the worst actor?
2: Uh, I'm going to say it's the neighbor.
0: Ah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had
2: so a completely right. different when in you, mind. <laughs> when, you, when you got to quote, I literally don't remember a single line of dialogue from that film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's...
0: Well, that's... Well. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, actually, the first line that I thought was "I'm your friend till the end," and that's that's child's play. That's not.
0: Well, see, uh, the the see for a quote is uh, you know, uh, uh, I hi, I'm Megan. No, yeah, there I, you go. <laughs> I know, I I have a new primary user, me. It's the line that Canada, oh,
2: that's pretty cool. Oh, that's that's yeah, that's not bad. Look, what is it? The, the best line. Movie? <laughs> Look, if you can remember it after a movie like that, it probably is.
0: I mean, it, it's it's uh, well. well let's, so let's, let's let's just start with what we liked about the film. Uh, well, no, with... what what made you want to watch it? What made, oh yeah, So, yeah. Matthew. What Matthew? What made you want to watch Megan?
2: Well, first of all, if anyone has ever met me, they know I'm not discerning. Um, I watched 705 films from January 1st, 2022 to December 31st, 2022. So I will watch anything. Uh, I don't really care about genre or anything per se. But uh, what made me especially want to see this is knowing that I was going to be talking about it on podcasts.
0: So it was a work movie.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, I probably would have, again, seen it anyway. Uh, the trailer did not inspire me the way that it did some.
1: See, that's, I right. was going to ask, uh, may, maybe that'll be Curtis's answer or somebody's, but the trailer seems to have been what got a lot of people.
0: The trailer <sighs> didn't really get me all that much. I, I, I saw the trailer and was like, okay, it's it's a different version of Child's Play is the first thing that I thought of when I watched, watched the trailer. That's essentially what I got is, is another Child's Play. Specifically, the Child's Play with Mark Hamill with Chucky Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just it, it's a different type of that, and it, it, instead of it focusing on. So it, are it's, it's we big, just
1: watching this because I said this is the one we should do
0: for this week?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it is the first major I'm, release of 2023. It is. So there yeah. is some it, kind it, of first, excitement yeah. about
0: that. It, it's 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 the first major release, and and it's a and it's a horror movie as the first ma- major release, which. I don't see too often and i uh, i like horror i like schlocky horror I like uh thoughtful horror i like horror in general it's it's one of my favorite genres so uh, it's a good I'm, chance i was gonna go see this anyway i'm hard
1: pressed to remember but i
0: know scream came
1: out in february last year mm.
2: scream came out in january um, january they, they do frequently drop horror movies the grudge as, um, as was the year the before. First, yeah as among the first yeah. films of the year it's it's because horror films don't really have a season, they're usually pretty cost effective pro- to produce and they get an audience, I mean, and they, they make because, money no matter when you drop.
0: Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, I mean, you say horror doesn't have a season, but they have the perfect season that no one capitalizes on until, until uh, David Gordon Green's Halloween movies, which dropped during which Halloween
2: on a tangent. But did you see which uh, classic franchise he's taking on in 2023?
0: The Exorcist, <laughs> I know and if that drops in October i'll be happy about that it, too it, it, it is it's, drop. oct- it's dropping on
2: Friday the 13th in October
0: see that should be Friday the 13th though
2: <laughs> i I'm good I'm all full up on seeing Friday the 13th movies I'm fine to let that i one
0: go. I, 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 I I could always get more jason i'm i'm'm I'm, I'm fine with it <laughs> So
1: I wanted to watch Megan mm-hmm. because...
0: <laughs> We're talking about other movies instead of Megan because
1: of... Um, no, because basically the showcase... The actress from the little girl is an actress who's been in uh, some of uh, Mike Flanagan's stuff. And mm-hmm. the actress who plays her aunt is from Get Out. Are you talking and about Violet
2: McGraw? The I believe da- so. The daughter. Yes. yes.
1: And just so a lot of recognizable faces and, and yeah, I'm not, uh, averse to the idea of something like child's play, but it's funny, you know, man, I do, we talked this week at the movies about Megan and I had a point there that I forgot and I had a point, uh, and I remembered it just now. And that's that. this is a movie about a killer doll bot. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Why does she kill?
0: I mean, the way the movie describes it is she kills to protect Megan. Sorry, not to. She kills to protect the 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 the, the, the daughter. Can't remember the daughter's Katie. name. Katie. Katie. She kills her from arm. Emotional or otherwise
1: Yeah. So so Annabelle is evil and wants to get into somebody's soul. Chucky is evil and wants to get in somebody's soul. New Chucky is. Not evil, but genuinely has this glitch that feels like uh, if someone is going to threaten someone's life or he perceives, then it's like a life for a life. Megan is just like, what is death? Oh, something I should do for no reason. I would argue, he
2: Curtis is correct, the first time. She kills and maybe even the second time is in defense of her primary user because as Gemma gives that uh, Allison Williams gives as a line in there she didn't fully understand the links she was supposed to go for her primary directive, which was to safeguard. And they do circle back to that when she says, oh, you, you've exceeded your mandate. And she says, you didn't give me a mandate. You put in an AI that you didn't fully comprehend and just hoped I would figure it out. And I was right. like, that right. is the most true thing that's, so
0: that's ever been that's, said. That's yeah. a
1: thing.
0: Okay, Look, I, I did you... remember a quote. Yeah. yeah, one of the longest, most convoluted quotes in the movie the
1: dog and the neighbor both of them feel like they have like a lethal amount like the neighbor by association of of raising the dog you have a certain amount of like defensiveness that is there i can understand that i can even understand the little boy the little boy i can understand Mm -hmm. but that's where the line gets mixed up Mm -hmm. because she doesn't kill the little boy and then she goes crazy on people who are completely unrelated to her subject like I don't I don't think I, mean, I don't think it's like oh, they didn't explain it at all. Of course they explained it, but like this movie has so much in it, and I'm going right past what I liked about it into problems <laughs> I had with the movie I know um it has so much going on you have mm-hmm. the contemplating the idea of what causes someone who's been through the most tragic experience they can go through, which is being orphaned to find bonding and attachment to a new caregiver. Okay. And by the end of the movie, that is, there's a touching scene between the two of them, but then that therapist character is never brought back after they go through this tense situation where, yeah. The girl straight up slaps her caregiver right in front of this person who's uh, uh, you know evaluating the two of them to see At- if they're a good fit. She's just At- gone
0: after grabbing scissors in a threatening stabbing way.
1: Yeah, and and then on top of that you have this idea of the doll is going to be put out as a toy. We don't know if that happened or not.
0: Then uh, you know, you have the, the the corporate espionage plot line that went absolutely nowhere. You saw the one guy copying files to a to a server that he wasn't supposed to be and And then she it.
1: called out that that was like a, a joke or like, a, like he was Well doing he was that. just copying
2: them for himself so that yeah. made no sense. There, yeah. You know when you were looking for
1: those 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah. There are all these little threads. You yeah, know that, that if you're going to focus on one you can cut the others. It's the... This movie has... I keep hearing the word explore brought up by people. The movie explores things Yeah, and Not really. That made me want to talk about this more and more because when I left the theater, I was like, Man, we should do women talking because there's so much to talk about. There's so much to get into there. But the more I keep hearing people talk about this, I again, I feel that overhype. I haven't felt overhype like this since COVID, where people were talking about like Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal Kombat as like some of the greatest mm-hmm. movies coming out at the time. And I was like, <laughs> i was like oh
0: mortal uh, kombat yeah I didn't, like, I didn't mind mortal kombat it, 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 it was godzilla versus kong that pissed me off
1: look, yeah it, it,
0: one of it, those movies i own one i will never
1: watch again <laughs> they're the reverse for me probably than what yours are but i um, have godzilla
2: versus kong yeah yeah it's yeah, yeah, yeah. the reverse
1: so um, but you know it, it's that kind of sensation i think a lot of people it's like 2022 was such a good year for movies like i think we're all just gradually starting to appreciate more and more like wow like almost in every sub-genre you have huge heavy hits coming out of like indie cinema horror and like all kinds of stuff and now i think people are paying attention and wanting to go to the theater and i think there's this weird bubble of like here's your first cool theatrical experience of 2023 And everyone is taking the good and blowing it up. But like even the dance, the dance number is exactly what you see in the theater. And then it stops and she walks like Michael Myers. By the way, this is a full spoiler podcast. So, you know, it quits. Why wouldn't she keep dancing with the thing? I know that's asking a tiny Or a
2: better question. Why the F did she do the dance in the first place?
1: I see, like I don't. I, I it's just with with. I mean, I mean, I mean. I with, can understand distracting him to get close to him, but then she quits.
0: Yeah, like 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 uh, like, like like like, horror, like with with horror movies, quest, 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 uh, questions like that tend not to not bother me. It's it's more like because in a way, it is a little bit creepy and unnerving, and I don't mind that. Uh, but it, it yeah, it's it, it's it's the stopping thing. It's it, it's like asking why why Jason. Plays with his victims the way he does, or or why Freddy has such a personality. They, it, it's just them. That's just Megan. It seems weird, but
1: yeah, I don't know, Matt. What did you think about what? Did, what did you like, and what did you not like?
0: So
2: I think I mentioned. Well, maybe I never did actually mention what I liked. I, I think it achieves its basic aims. Um, I thought Allison uh Williams was fine. I you know one of the questions we didn't get to that I was contemplating on there was would the, how would the thing change if you flip the gender of the main character and I for like the work and creation aspects it would almost make more sense um if she was a man because they gave her almost um prototypical the the film is a kind of a combination. I mentioned of three types of horror tropes. You have the creator who who doesn't foresee the unintended consequences they're passing on to their children Uh with what they're making. You have the person who's making advanced artificial intelligence, assuming they can control every aspect of it, which never plays out. And then you have the people. And for a couple of those doing a gender reverse would almost have made sense, but it wouldn't with the, the parental bonding that they were trying to do you know it made sense um you know that she was that you know everyone perceived that she should be able to bond with the little girl but was too stiff and out of her comfort level to figure out how to bond with a child Mm -hmm. um and i do think that that is a common assumption we make about females is oh you're a woman you must be good with kids
0: Yeah, you know, yeah,
2: not necessarily. Like, you know, or that happens to me in our household. People, oh, your wife doesn't cook. No, I Mm -hmm. actually am better at it, and I enjoy it, and she Mm -hmm. doesn't. So why, you know, why does it matter? So I liked Alice Williams. I liked those things. The thing that really bothers me in retrospect is you see the entire film in the trailer. In fact, like that dance moment that we're talking about it still got the biggest rise in the screening that i was in but it didn't get the rise that it probably could have if you hadn't needlessly punched it into the trailer
0: yeah yeah but uh yeah i mean you you you, i mean you you brought up those horror tropes like this is almost like i mean like a, a combination of of chucky and and frankenstein but almost the inverse where instead of putting an abnormal brain inside of the monster, you make the monster too intelligent and it has the same effect.
2: I mentioned this when we were talking about earlier, what would make me curious is James Wan, who's done some very creative horror things is credited Uh with a story credit here, but he didn't finish Uh the script and he didn't direct it. Would there, there's enough here that could have been more compelling if you had somebody who was maybe a little stronger storyteller, could they have sharpened some of those edges and worked on it, you know, it's like, we see George Lucas is fantastic at coming up with stories, but not always do those stories get taken by other people and interpreted in a great and compelling way he needs like some kind of a partner and it made me wonder seeing james wan attached to it and that's why in all the i think that's the deceptive part of the marketing too because you see them all the movies they're saying that they're connected to are from james wan and and jason blum who Mm -hmm. is just a producer of horror movies so it's not like they actually had the hands-on creative control and i think that's where your expectations get subverted
0: yeah if this were directed by by James Wan, you probably would have had a, a, a little bit more crazy cam uh camera motion especially when it came to when uh, megan was uh, doing her uh, her kills uh you probably would have focused a little bit more on on the family dying dying dynamic not including the therapist just you know uh the aunt and and uh, Katie uh, it, and you know like like you said cut up most of the work stuff cut up a bit bit of the therapy stuff and you probably have a more a a more solid film Hmm. but
1: what's interesting is you this is the same screenwriter as malignant and i malignant had a similar thing where i thought I, i kind of agree with you matthew the style of that i'm coming around to it hang on a second um the style of uh malignant I thought won me over like the style and tone over what was actually written. And I think this is the same sort of thing where like this movie opens and a little girl's in the backseat of her parents talking in the front of the car. I'm like, oh, okay, so we're going to do a car wreck. You know, I was wondering how the girl ends up an orphan and they're like, now I know. So are we going to make this super tense? Is it going to be a suspenseful? Oh, nope. It happened. It, it was the surprise thing. Just like, just like, so many other movies and that kind of kept happening where i was like okay so we're gonna do a thing where there's the dog has a neighbor the neighbor has a dog (laughs) (laughs) the neighbor has a dog so uh so the animal's gonna get you know taken out how are we gonna do oh we did it okay and
2: and frustratingly you see none of that
1: Well, we're gonna. That's one of the bigger things that the director has been saying is, well, there's a gorier version, so you can expect an extended version that's gorier. The question is, like, I... I... So if there's, like, a streaming release of this where there's, like, a gorier version of it, I would be curious to see it, but I would be so much more curious to see scenes that, if you're going to add to the movie, (laughs) that would layer out the relationship dynamics between... Megan, the aunt, and the girl, because we every time we spent time at her place of work, I was irritated, and partially, to be honest, a little bit biased because there were people behind me in the theater who were talking the whole time. Mm. But, but honestly, because I was like this this concept of but we got to make a deadline and sell a toy, and you're not thinking about business here, knowing that it's just going to lead to the head of the toy company being killed for some reason because he's like oh i i thought it was going to go the direction of i'm so tired of this megan doll i need to sabotage it so that i can get them back to making my little fuzzy dolls Uh and that was going to be how megan sort of woke up or turned evil is he was going to try and kill megan and megan was going to have to self-defense Mm -hmm. that
2: does make me think there was a thread there that they either cut or never went because you get the little girl gets asked about that i've almost forgot the movie starts with that kind of fantastic fake commercial
1: yeah and then
2: you kind of got that going going on and the aunt asks a couple times about it and the girl cuts her off and i thought it was going to come back to you know she blamed the toy or something but then there's one of those threads that
1: yeah, and instead we spend a whole time with the kid in the woods even though for some reason we're making the kid homeschooled it's like you know it's a way you know it's a way easier way to get a girl around a bunch of kids that are harassing her is have the character be in school
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i I actually thought that uh, uh after I saw those files being put on to a, a a different server I thought we we would get that leak and then the company would make her rush with the coding and, and the programming to keep her up. Up to date, which would then lead to malfunctions. Like they, they there are several threads in here that could lead to the same thing without it yeah. being she naturally learned how to do it.
1: And actually, to go right back on myself, the character being homeschooled is so interesting and not explored that much because it's it's that idea of like you keep to the traditions of the child's original family, but you have to make a new family. And what does that look like? There is just there's just so much this movie doesn't do. That I don't feel like I can go back to it for anything, and that's kind of a, a disappointment for yeah. me. I
0: think I, I can understand that. Like uh, a- a- anything that I might want to go back to it for, I have I have child's play for.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I have. Uh, well, yeah. other
1: than the dance number uh what would you watch this again oh and honestly the the scene in the woods was pretty like freaky and pretty cool yeah. i i really did like that speaking of which
2: why did she drop on all fours you never see her do it at any other point in time ever again maybe ever the again. dog
1: freaked her out and so she thought like a four-legged animal like i don't know like that's it's so weird this movie
0: <laughs> yeah uh i mean also, I also
2: I... I hate to tell uh the a person that wrote this screenplay it doesn't matter that the dogs never bit a person before or that it went through a fence to do it animal controls making an incident and taking the cops saying oh we can't do anything about it that's not grounded in reality
1: oh my gosh At at least one or two interviews with the people who did the jobs that were in the movie would have been nice just to kind of flesh out how those people relate, like, I feel feel like yeah. maybe because of the work on *Malignant*, they the police officers felt pretty organic. Like that that guy who laughs for a second at the boy getting hurt or whatever that got a big laugh out of the theater yeah. that I was in. But,
0: um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I I actually think the movie did a pretty good job of building tension for for the most part, and I, I I can appreciate it for 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 that. Uh, that's something that I might go back to watch it for is is just the the subtlety in the filmmaking. But uh, I don't know if there's anything else, really. Well, what about
1: w- you, Matthew? Would there be anything that would make you go back to...
2: So I will say we're probably not the target demographic if you look at the demographics yeah. of horror movies like this they tend to be marketed and fare the best with preteen and teen girls which is ironic a lot of times because those also happen to usually be the victims of those movies um you know a couple of years ago entertainment weekly did a big dissection of this and why it's possible so For me, you know, and having seen a bunch of movies, there's nothing that would make me go back. But, uh, you know, my wife's friend had a daughter who's 11 who saw the trailer who wants to go with her friends. To me, that this is the perfect kind of like starter horror movie for kids like that. You don't have any big sex scenes. There's no romance really element at all, which, you know, if you don't want to have those conversations with your kids, you don't have to. It's not incredibly gory. Right. And there's no F bombs. So I think, you know, if you were looking for a certain kind of audience where you wanted to let them feel like they're getting older, it's PG 13. But, you know, you could have an 11 or 12 year old that you could take to this and they probably have a great time and think it was cool they got to go and not see anything that was going to make for an uncomfortable car ride home.
1: Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Does anybody have anything else they feel like they want to say about Mathregan? <laughs>
2: that is you know what in the uh if you're watching the actual title bar it's not the number three I don't know why they decided to do that it's like three three bars yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think it's because they wanted people to be like E or three like they could get away with it I do think we need to
2: hit at least two of these ending questions would Nicolas Cage have made the movie better for me I'm gonna
0: say a yes absolutely Nicolas Cage Nick Nicholas Cage as the boss of of uh, oh of, my of, god that of, of, so of, of that's so great the stepmother
1: that's that's real like I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking is Nicholas Cage going to be Megan in- and that's a whole other thing but
2: in fact I will say Nicholas Cage did make this movie going experience better because I got to see the trailer for Renfield in front of this movie oh yeah so did I cool yeah, so there you go and then the the MCU oh, okay. one I've been pondering that. Who would out of here would I cast as a lead in the MCU?
1: Oh hey, uh, mm. so uh, so you got to go off of the lead, so it has to be the ant, the little girl, or the robot.
2: Um, actually, the robot would have made a better Ultron. So, <laughs> <Maybe>.
0: um, jeez, <laughs> I don't know. I I just you know uh, what's it? Uh, David Spader or Spencer? Dave, yeah, sorry. You know uh, what? Either the aunt I or
1: the little girl could play uh, Kitty Pride, Shadow Cat in an X Men movie. I could see depending that, depending on
2: what age. You know, I was gonna say um, this question answers itself because the little girl Violet McG- McGraw was already in Black Widow.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go.
2: But I'm trying to. Then, to then you have to played. do
1: DC. By the way, if you hit an actor that's in the MCU, you have to do DC. Although, it's possible she's been in both.
2: I mean, the way uh, things are tracking, Megan could be the new Batman. Might be more compelling as The Flash than Andrew Miller.
1: (laughs) Yeah, might be. Um,
2: Uh, No, I do like those questions, though. They made me laugh. Ah, yeah.
1: That's what they're there for. (laughs) Maybe we'll get there one day. That'd be cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really glad we didn't right. make it to the last one, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about that one.
1: All right. No. Well, um, either way, yeah, you you definitely would have been buzzed out at, it. is there another movie that's better than this one for a similar experience? Because, like, what are you going to – how are you going to avoid – Okay. There's like,
0: 15 others.
1: Look, take us home, Curtis.
0: Thank you again for watching another episode of this film not rated. Uh, be sure to stop by. Is it still the Music City Drive-In podcast uh, for no. the website? Oh yeah, right? yeah,
2: it's, it's still the City. Music City Drive-In for the
0: website. Uh, all right, so stop by there. Uh, to check out a bunch of other podcasts, such as the Debbie Delight, uh, these guys' podcasts called This Week at at at, at the Movies. Uh, uh what's the uh, what's the fantasy football one? I can't remember it right the now. Debbie Delight. The Debbie Delight.
2: Actually, it's over. Debbie Delight. It's over. It's been over for over a year. Really? Yeah. The only f- football one we have is Happy Hour. So check oh, out Happy,
0: Happy Hour with-, with Matt and Ricky. So check out Happy Hour instead of the Debbie Delight because apparently it's no longer there, and we've been promoting it for no goddamn reason.
2: <laughs> well, we sit on their uh, their iTunes feed now, so that's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, people can still uh, check it out. <laughs> I'm Curtis. You can follow me at 90sGamer407 on Twitter and on Twitch at Merrick underscoretainment, where I play games that I like to play.
2: I'm Matt. You can follow me at Nighthawk7734 on Twitter and on Letterboxd.
1: And I'm Eric at High Contrast FLM everywhere. Uh.
0: Well, I'm, supposed to hit the,
1: I'm supposed to hit the <laughs> end recording button. I, yeah.